This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Thursday lunchtime. I'm Jamie O'Hara with Red FM's daily news podcast. A government TD says the guidelines around outdoor events are a bit of a mess and the wrong message has gone out that it's okay to have a party. The guidelines for outdoor gatherings are to be updated and clarified for the hospitality sector. It follows the fallout of an event organised by Catherine Zapone, which the Taunish Dili of Radcar attended. Green Party TD Nessa Harrigan believes there's a difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. I think it has been a bit of a mess. I think that, I have to say, the thing I'm sorriest about is the intervention of the Attorney General yesterday, I think that was incredibly unhelpful because I think the message that has gone out now is that it's okay for 200 people to get together in a field and have a party. A group representing workers in the nightlife sector says there will be a surge in unregulated events if nightclubs and music events remain closed. It's written a letter to the Taoiseach, Taunashta and Arts Minister saying they're the only remaining sector without a date for return. It comes after Leash County Council refused to grant a licence for electric picnic. Sonny Le Sharp from the Give Us the Night campaign says the sector needs a plan. We're not here to point fingers. We just want to be given a chance like everybody else, you know, and it's, it's time to put a plan in place, put it in plan, into place this month and, and roll it out from next next month with the view to allowing the industry to return at the beginning of October. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. I'm Rory in sport and Kelly Harrington will box for Olympic gold on Sunday. The Dubliner defeated Sudaporn Cson D in the lightweight semi-final today on a split decision winning 3-2. Harrington will now face the current world champion Beatrice Ferreira of Brazil from 6am on Sunday morning. 1992 gold medalist Michael Carruth says it was a deserved win for Harrington today. Touch and go in the third round but you have to say Kelly got the better shots off at the end and probably the last minute just creeped in there you know uh, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win you know when it's in semi-finals and finals Kerry's David Kenny has finished 29th in the 20k race walk in a time of 126.54 the Rob Heffernan trained Callum Wilkinson of Team GB finished 10th with Massimo Stano of Italy winning in a time of 121.05 Natalia Coyle is tied for third in the modern pentathlon she's on 238 points the rest of the competition takes place tomorrow Stephanie Meadow and Leona Maguire are both four under after two rounds of the women's golf the leader is Nelly Corda the world's number one is on 15 under par Ireland's Tanya Watson meanwhile has missed out on a place in the 10 metre platform diving final finishing 15th in her semi-final in football Dundalk are in the Netherlands to face Vitesse Arnhem in the first leg of their Europa Conference League third round qualifier tonight that's at 6 Shamrock Rovers welcome Albanian side Tayuta Tatala that kicks off at 8pm in the Europa League meanwhile Celtic are away to Jablonets of the Czech Republic a quarter to five and the Rugby League World Cup which was due to be held in England this year has been pushed back to 2022 plans for the tournament were thrown into chaos when Australia and New Zealand withdrew over coronavirus concerns Breakfast on Cork's Red FM With Hertz Car Sales Wake up and drive away with your new car today HertzCarsales.ie Just a gentle warning you might find my conversation with Barry Roach of the Irish Times uh, upsetting are disturbing because it is a very and upsetting case. I'm talking, of course, about the inquest yesterday into the deaths of a father, two sons, October of last year, and a verdict of unlawful killing in the case of Marcus Sullivan and verdicts of suicide in the case of his brother Dermot and his father Tig. They shot, they shot Mark in a dispute over who would inherit the family farm. Um, and then they uh, went to an area known as the Fort 
near a fairy fort on their own land and they shot themselves. There was a lot of evidence in court yesterday. Barry Roach was there for the Irish Times and he joins me. He joins me by phone. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? Um, it's, it's incredibly sad. It, it really and truly is. Uh, would, it be, would, it be, would it be um, a good place to start us to uh, just to recap on the events? And of course, this was all recalled yesterday um, uh, as, to, as to what happened on that fateful day, uh, October 25th, 2020. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there was just a huge amount in this thing that yeah. went on for about four hours yesterday. But I think maybe the best thing would be to do the events of the day, first yeah. of all. Yes. And then we'll go back into the background. I agree. That's okay with you. Yeah. And, and try and paint the picture that led to the terrible tragedy that it was. Um, as you say, it relates to the O'Sullivan family from Raheen um, near Kentork, uh, on the Castle Magner side. Tyg, the father, was 59. Mark, the eldest son, was 26, and Dermot, the younger son, was 23. The jury returned three verdicts. They returned a verdict of unlawful killing in the case of Mark and verdicts of suicide in the case of uh, Tyg and Dermot. And they also made a recommendation that guard, uh, sorry, protocols should be reviewed. Uh, let me get this right now. Um, that protocols should be reviewed uh, governing third parties making reports to Garda stations. Oh, that's very interesting because I, I, I didn't know whether to bring that up or not. If somebody yeah, goes yeah. into a Garda station, is it right that a guard says, tell them come in and make a statement? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if it's a third party, whether it's the age of life or whether firearms involved, the protocols that Garda use in that should be reviewed, the jury recommended. But that point about there's nobody left there in the immediate family, Dr. Kennedy, the coroner, normally in these situations, he said, I extend my my sympathies to the immediate family, but he said, this is a, I think his phrase was a, a, a terrible tragedy beyond comprehension and that there was nobody left from the immediate family that he could sympathise with. So it was, it was cousins, the, the, the Sherlocks and more distant relations that he had to extend his sympathies to on this occasion. It was a really, it was four hours, it was one of the, you know, the, but the horror of what happened was bad enough, but the, I thought the background to it and the build up and the toxic sort of I mean the, the woman was diagnosed with terminal and the son is smirking you know mm. like it's, doesn't that say mm. something mm. about the and mm. to do that to your own brother and son in the case of oh it's very it's very hard to it's very hard to come to terms with and taunt her about this is your trail of destruction live with this you know and the, uh, and the planning that was involved in it too planning you know, it's yeah. very and you just wonder like they were a very private family we gathered and we got that at the time but were there any warning signs there in terms of that Dermot was that mentally troubled we put it yeah. you know or um, that serious about what he was threatening to do that serious about what he yeah. was threatening to do because really um, yeah. it's, I don't I, it's not an inquest uh, a type of inquest they want to cover again get the Red FM News Extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie